The first reading can be found on page 589 of the Pew Bibles. Page 589, Psalm 78, verses 1 to 4. O my people, hear my teaching, listen to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in parables, I will utter hidden things, things from of old. What we have heard and known, what our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from our children. We will tell them the next generation the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, his power and the wonders he has done. And the gospel reading can be found on page 980, chapter 13, verses 31 to 35 and 44. To 53. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all your seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy went and sold all he had and bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has been instructed about the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out his storeroom new treasures as well as old. When Jesus had finished his parables, he moved on from there. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pray, pray, Father God, we pray that through your Holy Spirit you'd speak into our lives today. Amen. <coughs> it's been quite a week, hasn't it? The, um, on Wednesday night we got the, the news that uh, my hero and icon, Morgan Shangarai, had died 
Um, and, um, yeah, it was a very sad night, that. Uh, but then the very next day, Zuma was removed from the presidency of South Africa, and the strength of the South African constitution has been, uh, it's wonderful. So it's, South Africa's going to have a different story to the rest of Africa, which is, which is uh, tremendously encouraging. Jesus, in the, Jesus was, was on a mission, all right? His mission was, was to, to, as the Messiah, was to bring in the kingdom of God. That's what <laughs> messiahs do. And, and he has to talk to people to help them to understand what, it, what is this kingdom of God? What is, it, what is it like? Because they're going to be experiencing a new kind of reality, something they've not had before. And he uses parables to describe it. Now, in, 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 the, in, in Luke and in, in, in Mark, Jesus uses the expression, the kingdom of God. But in Matthew, he uses the expression, the kingdom of heaven. And in these parables that were, were read out to us today, he's, he's, he's giving you insights into what this kingdom is like, so that we can understand it. He uses parables, stories, because it's very easy for us to understand stories. And so the first one is this. And it's a delightful, delightful picture. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found. And then he hid it again and went and sold everything he had and he bought the field. And it's, it's the most amazingly funny story, isn't it? It's just full through, packed with joy. But you can just imagine him going home. Hey, honey, I'm home. <laughs> Where have you been? Oh, been to the estate agents. We're putting the place on the market. What? Yeah, yeah, I'm afraid we're selling all our possessions as well. Okay, okay, good. And he can't tell her why. He can't tell her that he's found this treasure because she might tell someone and then someone else who's more liquid than him can go off and buy it before he has a chance. So he's got this secret inside him (laughs) that he can't do anything about until he's bought the field. Amongst all, that, all those delightful images, whatever those, the story throws up in your mind, the point is this, that when you and I find Jesus Christ for ourselves, when we come into a relationship with Jesus, we have found the most precious person the most precious gift, the most precious treasure that we will ever find. He is the most precious person in our lives. The most precious. 
And it's worth losing everything else to gain that treasure. And then as we're in this merry season of Lent, on a very materialistic island, we need to be asking ourselves whether our values are being corrupted by the values of the society. And we're losing our sense that he is my everything. I'm not saying we are. We just need to check it. Because he is the most precious. The following parable is very similar. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. And when he found one of great value, he went away, sold everything he had, and bought it. Again, it's such a powerful image. In this case, it's different. In this, in, with the first story, it's just some joker who's in a field and finds a treasure. Yeah? You didn't have one of those scanner things. <laughs> he just finds this treasure. But in, this, in the second parable, he's an expert. He's a man who collects these things. He knows what he's looking for. And you can just imagine him, can't you, standing by where the boats are coming in with, 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 with the pearls that they, they will have harvested. And then he's on the, on the thing going through each, each of the pearls. He's looking, he's looking, he's looking. And I suggest that he doesn't just find it as soon as he decides to look. He keeps looking, he keeps looking. And then, one day, amongst all those other pearls, he finds the one. And he knows, because he's in the game, he knows just how valuable this one is. Other people will miss it, but he won't. He's an expert. But again, he is so delighted to find this one pearl, this pearl of great price, that he loses everything to follow him. The next parable then goes is is is, is completely different. Remember, Jesus is is in in. It is, it is in a certain time, and he knows that he knows what's going to happen, because it was all in his plan. He knew it was going to. He had a goal to go to Jerusalem and all that, and and he knew that in God's plan, something great was going to come through his death and through his resurrection, through the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. So the next parable is just is talking to us and telling his hearers just how great this thing is going to be. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. And though it's the smallest of all the seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and perch in its branches. Jesus isn't some sort of nut. (laughs) 
he knows that this thing which he brings in, it is going to be big. It's going to be very, very, very big. Yeah? We're living in a time where, where we, we have these enormous companies like Facebook and, and Google and, 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 and Amazon and others that, that just like sort of, they're in every part of our world. Yeah? And here's Jesus talking about this kingdom that he's bringing, and it is going to be big. It might seem small now, because there's just this one man, Jesus, just those 12 disciples, other people around. But he is affirming that this this kingdom which he's going to bring in is going to be massive. Yes, it'll start small. But it will grow. And here we are, thousands of years from that time, thousands of miles away from Israel, and we know just how much the kingdom has influenced our own lives and influenced the histories of the nations of the world. What he said it was going to be like is what it has been like. It has grown And he told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Different images this time, isn't it? As a man who really is about as good as Jamie Oliver, I'm looking forward to summer when I will have a chance to make pizza dough. Because when it's warm, I can make pizza dough, and it will rise. If I make the pizza dough in this winter, it'll just stay down there in the bottom of the bowl. Now, those of you who know, have done this, when I pull back the cloth and I look at my dough and it's risen, it's very special. I get all excited. Yeah, I do. Yeah, how did it do that? How is it that that rose up? And there's a couple of very interesting things in that story, aren't there? The first thing is this, that the woman will have worked the yeast into the dough. You have to, you, you have to work. And if it's a large amount of, 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 of dough, as, as the text says, she's worked hard. And then... The yeast works, it's magic. And the bread, the dough rises. Friends, the spirit in us, which we have through faith in Christ, that relationship that we have with Jesus, quite literally causes our lives to rise. Our lives change under the influence of the gospel. And we should be excited to be seeing the changes that we see faith is making to us. 
Because the scriptures talk about how we've been raised to new life in Christ. Yes, it does. But God wants us to actually be raising up. Up in our game. Yeah. Becoming more conscious of people around us. Raising up so that we're starting to see and understand the sufferings in the world where other people are just, just cutting it out and not wanting to know. We get raised to see our neighbor and to see them differently. We get raised to see that actually I'm in the image of God. And that's really special. This thing about the yeast being worked through into the dough is about faith right at the core of our being. So our relationship with Jesus is absolutely central. And because that belief is there, there's a change, there's a difference. We go to a higher plane. And yes, that higher plane might be more sacrifice. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. But it's different. We're different. We're different because he is in us and he lives. And all these different stories, sorry, and then the, the, the final one is about, once again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that is let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it to the shore. They sat down, collected the good fish in baskets, threw the bad ones away. That is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Again, a very, very powerful image. They probably saw fishermen doing that. Yeah. Putting the good, one, good fish in the basket and chucking out the bad ones. Not putting the bad ones back in the water. They wanted to get, not, not keep those. Yeah. Just chucking them out. And I think we, we as... I think one of the, the trends over the years has been that the, the church speaks little about, or less and less about heaven and hell. And, and, and there's so much sort of pluralism and stuff like that around that, that a belief in, 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 in going to the bad place, a fiery furnace, isn't much preached on. But to be pre- true to the gospel, we've got to say this, man. This stuff is serious stuff. Because the end will come. Either our own ends or the end of the world. Whatever comes. First. And the parable is about saying to us, friends, be good. Be good. Because we could 
churches always had good people and bad people in them. Back in Zimbabwe, we had people from the two different parties in the congregation, and they used to often to kill each other. It was fine. Take communion and then kill your brother. Mm, good, good faith. Anyway, stories of Africa are always extreme. But the point is, the parable's serious. You and I are called to be good people. And if we won't be good people, then we should worry. As they'd say back home, Hokoyo. It's going to be bad for you if you don't seek to be a good person. So preciousness, delight, joy in the one parable. Another parable following on immediately afterwards, a very serious warning about being good. Another parable talking about us being raised, raised up, different. And then the parable about how big the kingdom of God is. So come, Lord Jesus. Come and work in our hearts. Let the preciousness of the gospel never be lost to us. May our delight in the relationship with Jesus never be lost. And God, make us good people. So that we can stand at the end. Amen.